I'm privileged to call Watermark my home for almost 20 years. My husband and I came here um, to a Sunday service, and we, we never left. Um, to give you a little background, my, I was raised um, by parents um, who now don't have the same beliefs that I do, but back when I was being raised, we attended church regularly. My dad was an elder. My mom was very involved, but at home, we really didn't spend a lot of time on the things that we did at church. Church was over here, home was over here. Um, and so when that small church we belonged to had a pastor who had an affair, it really took my parents out. They really never recovered. And we moved across country and we started at another church and my parents just really never got back involved. And at some point when my sister Terry and I were teenagers, um, my parents basically told us, you know, you're old enough, it's up to you. If you believe there's a God, you know, that's great. Um, that's up to you. That's your decision. And so Terry and I continued to attend the church. We both uh, joined the church. My sister even got married in that church, but my parents really quit attending altogether. Um, when I was a senior in high school, my parents moved to Dallas, and um, I followed them down here about a year later to attend college. Um, and those were really dark years for me, college in my early 20s. I looked good and I smelled good, but I was looking for life in all the wrong places. My husband came from a similar background, um, although his parents are still believers. Uh, we met when I was 25, and we married a little over three years later. And we were having a great time. We were living at large. We were living it up. We were partying. We were having a great time. Um, but unfortunately, about a year into that marriage, we figured out that that wasn't a good recipe for a healthy, successful marriage. And so luckily for us, two, a couple, two faithful members who eventually brought us to Watermark, took us under their wing and shared the gospel with us. Although my husband and I had accepted Christ as younger, we really didn't know what that meant. We really, I did not, he, he may have, I did not understand that it was a free gift. I didn't understand how much I'd been forgiven. I didn't understand the grace that I had. Um, and I'm so grateful to this day for them taking, under, taking us under their wing. Um, so fast forward about 15 years. My sister Terry and her family at that time moved around a bit because of her husband's job. They had moved to Dallas from Seattle and back a couple of different times. But Terry and I, um, Terry was always there for me. We had really grown close as we had gotten out of high school. She was at both, she was the only person besides my husband who was at both of my children's births. We took uh, girls trips together with my mom, no matter what it was. If it was a, a problem or a celebration, my sister was first there um, for me. I always knew she would never forsake me. In, um, in February 2009, my sister Terry and her family were back in Seattle, and she had come to Dallas for a visit. She'd been here a week. Um, and the only people she had seen when she was here were my parents, and she had been at our house um, with my small family. She picked one night to go to dinner with some friends. As they were paying for their check to leave the restaurant, Terry passed out. She had suffered a brain aneurysm and probably a heart attack. Although she got quick care, it was not quick enough. Whew. I remember being in the hospital the first night, standing at a nurse's station. 
Amongst the chaos, I recalled Psalm 115, verse 3. But our God is in the heavens, and he does whatever he pleases. Apparently, I said it out loud without even realizing it. And the nurse who was sitting there responded with a smile, and she said, yes, he does. And I had to choose right then that I believed to my core and that nothing, believed in God to my core and that nothing was coming, that was coming was going to shake my belief that God is good and he is sovereign. After a week in ICU and some procedures, it was clear she was not going to live without life support and basically her brain was gone due to the lack of oxygen. It's the strangest thing in life to be with someone when they take their last breath. I often still relive those events during that time, even 11 years later. I still remember the immense pain, but also the sense of God's presence. I knew that he had been preparing uh, me for this for a long time. Not long after I attended Grief Share, um, I knew Mark and Julie from our early days at Watermark, and I trusted them, plus my community group kind of insisted because I was a bit of a mess. Not going to lie, it was very soon after Terry passed, and it was painful. I think I bawled my eyes out through the first three weeks of videos in small groups, like, without being able to stop. But God is so faithful. This was a subject I knew nothing about, grief. I only knew it was extremely painful and permanent. This wasn't supposed to happen. Death is supposed to occur in order. This was out of the plan I expected for the future. But going to Grief Share, I realized that the crazy stuff going on in my head was normal, and I couldn't and shouldn't avoid it. Avoiding pain or unpleasant things was something I'd been really good at in my life. I'm good at compartmentalizing emotions and choosing not to go there. And in this situation, that has not been possible. Although the way Terry passed was very sudden, I can point you to many ways that the Lord orchestrated the events to keep the tragedy from being even worse. She could have been driving and killed someone else. A couple days prior, she had been alone with my young children. I'm so grateful that my parents didn't have to find her when she didn't wake up at their house. Those are just some examples. There are more. When Terry passed, my kids were five and six. I had a full-time consulting job, and I worked at my husband's business on nights and weekends. Grief share helped me what I needed to do just to return to that routine because they needed me, but it was really kind of a Band-Aid. I didn't really lean into it and really go deep to, to try to work through some things. It was kind of like, check, and now let me get back to my life. Two years later, almost to the day, my husband had a major emergency surgery that came again out of nowhere. Um, I'm glad to say that he is perfectly fine today, but it was um, in the exact same hospital almost to the day that Terry passed. I'll never forget knowing the night that I wasn't sure if he was going to live and the doctor telling me she wasn't sure he was going to live. But it was a different kind of peace than it was two years earlier because I knew that Britt knew his Savior And I knew that if he passed that night, he was going to Jesus. And that comfort and that peace um, got me through those events. Thankfully, Britt is thriving, as I said, but it also kind of just created another opportunity for me to stay really busy and kind of avoid the grief of Terry. My true appreciation for Grief Share came a few years later. When I returned as a leader, it made all the difference. I realized how far I'd come in my understanding of God's goodness, but I also understood I'd not fully processed my own grief. I'd only kind of put it on the back burner, stayed really busy, and kind of kept it at bay. 
As I processed others' losses with them, I knew that I believed that God is faithful and keeps his promises. I finally understood that although I grieve, it is not without hope. 1 Thessalonians 4, 13 through 18 says, Brothers and sisters, we do not want you to be uninformed about those who sleep in death, so that you do not grieve like the rest of mankind who have no hope. For we believe that Jesus died and rose again, and so we believe that God will bring with Jesus those who have fallen asleep in him. According to the Lord's word, we tell you that we who are still alive, who are left until the coming of the Lord, will certainly not precede those who have fallen asleep. For the Lord himself will come down from heaven with a loud command and the voice of an archangel and the trumpet call of God and, and the dead in Christ will rise first. After that, we who are still alive and are left will be caught up together with them in the clouds to meet the Lord in the air. And so we will be with the Lord forever. Therefore, encourage one another with these words. My willingness to be bolder in my testimony for the gospel has grown. I'm reminded daily that I've been forgiven of so much. The grace I've received is overwhelming. My desire is that others will know the joy of forgiveness. I still miss Terry more than I can tell you. I miss her humor, her smile, and being able to share life with her. I grieve that my kids didn't get to grow up with their Aunt Terry. But I try to keep her memory, memory alive by telling them stories about her as often as I can. It's kind of weird to become an only child. I don't stand here telling you I've seen God, all of God's glory clearly as a result of Terry's passing. In fact, I've seen her kids struggle mightily, even though they were in their 20s when she passed. I've often asked him, you know, why her and not me? I do see God's glory in many other parts of my life, though, as a result of a faith in him, his character, and his goodness. I don't know the other answers about why her number of years were only 47, but I do stand here telling you that I don't doubt his goodness and faithfulness in my life. If any of you are not sure that you believe that, I would love the opportunity to discuss that with you at another time. Learning what walk with Christ means has changed my life and my family's lives forever. I'm eternally grateful for the grace I have received, knowing that Jesus died on the cross for me. Thank you for letting me share. <laughs>